Welcome back to Around the World in SDGs, a podcast series by the Intercouncil Network that explores the sustainable development goals for those on the ground. I'm your host, Fahima Gabrell. We continue our discussion on addressing period poverty, a burden not only felt by women in the developing countries, but also here in Canada. According to Plan Canada's 2019 gender study, 68% of women in Canada felt that their period prevented them from full participation in an activity and more than half have missed school, work or social activities. The number was higher for women under the age of 25, with 70% refraining from participating, not only limited to participation, but some women oftentimes have had to make the hard decision between period products and an essential item on the grocery list. We speak more on the issue with Sherry Smith, president of the Seroptimist International of Central Alberta, and to discuss their, their current initiative, the Period Promise, which seeks to gain commitment from schools, workplaces, and various levels of government to provide free menstrual hygiene products in their facilities. Welcome, Sherry. Happy to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I'll just give a little bit of introduction on myself. I've been a seroptimist since uh, 1995. And um, I volunteer for this organization because it just um, resonates with everything that I do um, in regards to helping women and girls. So seroptimist is a global volunteer organization that provides women and girls with access to the education and training they need to achieve economic empowerment. So education is very, very important to us and education we consider is the key to gender equality and that equality hasn't been achieved anywhere in the world as of today. So um, we like to focus on education um, and so our project in regards to period poverty revolves around that because we consider it very important to keep the girls and people who menstruate in school. So we have done um, our own research in regards to period poverty. It's kind of the same with the stats like you um, and just have read that the public awareness around it is increasing so much around the world. And mostly their, um, their focus is to say that there should be access, free access to pads and tampons in all public spaces, including schools, public facilities, recreational facilities, you know, places like that. And there's lots of places in Canada that are actually doing that right now. Um, in um, Red Deer, where I'm from, we're, we're not. So we decided that there was a need for this. And so we decided to take up the need and figure out what we were going to do about it. Um, we found that Canadian women spend up to $6,000 during their lifetime on period products. And it costs twice that in some rural areas in Canada. And so that's just, it's just wrong. It's just wrong. And we have some rural areas around central Alberta. So we can just imagine what, you know, the price of some of these pads and tampons cost them. And like you said, if they don't have it in their budget, they go without, right? And um, there's lots of students who miss school because they don't have the products and they cannot, their families cannot afford to buy it. Um, COVID has hit us everywhere across the country. And, you know, lots of people have lost their jobs and feminine hygiene products just aren't on the list, you know, um, as an as a, a essential item. And they should be. Um, when we consider that half the population of Canada um, has this bodily function, it is essential, right? And, th and there's that gender equality issue right there for that. 
So, so basically our project, we called it the period prompts and it is correlated to a United Way um, project in the lower mainland of British Columbia. And so our project here in Red Deer, we're partnering with the United Way of Central Alberta and we received a grant from the Fund for Gender Equality and the Fund for Gender Equality, we just, we just have to read a little, a little blurb about them. Um, the Fund for Gender Equality and the Red Deer and District Community Foundation um, is supported by a collaboration between the Community Foundations of Canada and the Equality Fund with support from the uh, Government of Canada. So we were able to apply for this grant and we got it. We were just so excited. And so basically our grant allows us to fund four schools right now um, with dispensers, free, free dispensers and free product for an entire year. And it, they go in both the boys and the girls washrooms, um, which we find is a very important um, um, point to make because <clears throat> a lot of the problem around the stigma and the shame, we have to change the way that boys think about this issue, right? So um, we hope to, some of the education that we're doing is gonna change the way, their way of thinking, their way of acting, you know, numerous things. And, and we hope that we have those boys out there who know that, you know, even though the, the machine is in their washroom, maybe they have a girlfriend, they have a sister, they have a mother that they can help, right? So um, we're, we're going to have the wash or the dispensers, hopefully in in the next two weeks in the schools. We um, have to choose the schools. We have me actually meetings tomorrow in regards to, or Thursday to talk about uh, all the parameters around what we're doing. We're gathering data for a whole year. And this is the same way the project happened in British Columbia. And we're having surveys with students and teachers and custodial staff. And all those people will help us come with the data and the findings that we have after a year to go to the school board. And we hope to say to our school board, we need to do this all the way across your district. Then we need to go to the government and say, we need to do this all across the province. So we already have uh, British Columbia, we have Prince Edward Island, we have various school districts in Ontario already that are doing this. We have lots of um, places to go to, to have some data and, you know, to, and to show them that this works and it's needed and it's time to do it in Alberta. And that's basically what we decided to do with our project. So your initiative is addressing the needs of women and girls in Red Deer, Alberta. Could you tell me a little bit more about the issue and the obstacles that these women and girls face in regards to period poverty? Right. Um, it's funny because sometimes I'll talk to people and they'll go, oh, I, I just didn't know. I didn't know there was such a thing as period poverty, especially in my own backyard. And we had kind of started... Um, Last year, during our International Women's Day lunch, we gathered donations of, of tampons and pads because we found out at that time that there are a lot of teachers in our school districts that supply the girls with these out of their own pocket. And uh, we further did a little bit more um, asking of questions and found out from some of the school counselors that every school will get some products at the beginning of a year, kind of free from some distributors and some manufacturers and things like that, but they don't last the whole year. And um, a lot of them will pay for them. Um, a lot of them hear from the girls that they steal them or else they go without. Um, they, their families don't have enough money to pay for it. 
Um, Alberta has been hit hard um, over the last two to three years with, you know, the oil crisis and everything else. And then a COVID on top of it, there's the unemployment is really, really high. We know that there are families that are out there suffering. We know that they don't have the money to be able to um, afford to buy these products. And, you know, there's all kinds of data and all kinds of people who talk about what girls overseas do. Um, you know, it, it's, it's just such a shame that um, there, there needs to be more education around, you know, what happens actually when women do not have access to free pads and tampons. And we just, we found this need that we needed to kind of address. And we were able, because of the way the Fund for Gender Equality just kind of appeared in our lap that one day, we just we just jumped on it and said, hey, we got, we have to do this. Um, we have lots of schools in Red Deer. We have lots of schools in the central Alberta area. It's, it's just unfortunate. We can only do four right now, but um, we're going to come back with the data so that we can work towards getting even more funded and, and make this all the way across the province if we have to. We're going to keep going and we're going to do it. Great. So like in our previous discussion, we had shown that Period, addressing period poverty isn't just about providing feminine hygiene products to women and girls. It's about removing the stigmatization of menstruation. And one way to do that is through education. So I wanted to know, what is your approach to education when it comes to menstrual health in addressing period poverty? We have been trying to um, find out what they're taught already. You know, in what grade does this start in? Um, does it start in grade five, six, or seven? You know, do the boys and the girls hear the same kind of information at the same time, or are they separated? So um, we are going to find um, the champions in the schools that we choose who are going to be the ones that help us with that as well. We're going to be um, providing a lot of information to them that they can use. You know, it's just it's just such a stigma. Some of the things that we have found already is that we're, we're just taught at such a young age that we have to be ashamed of this. And, you know, that's a mentality that we have to try to change. And we probably have to start right at the young age and we have to get to the boys as well. Because if the boys, you know, don't tease the girls because they realize it's just a bodily function, maybe we can start changing people's attitudes and stop this shame that we have. Um, of course, we're going to have cultural differences as well um, with, you know, the population that we would have around Central Alberta. We would we have to consider that as well. I know we want to work with the Immigrant Women's Association a little bit to, to help with that um, and, uh, you know, have conversations with them around that. So it's it's a big step and it's a, a, a big thing to kind of um, take on, but we have to start somewhere um, and just find out a little bit more in each of the school districts, what it is that they do, and then what can we kind of help supplement with that to try to change people's way of thinking. That's great. That's great. So one of the recipients of your initiative would be young girls in school. What is the impact of the lack of access to these products in regards to school attendance? Well, one of the, the statistics that we found was that um, there was, it said that some studies have shown that one in seven young women and non-binary people in Canada will miss school because they don't have access, right? Um, it's just, it's still that stigma and shame, the stress that they have um, when they know they don't have the products, so therefore they just stay home from school. 
I, I believe with some of the findings that we're going to have over this next year, we're going to find out a little bit more um, whether or not that's going to have an impact because of the fact that they're going to be in the washrooms for free for them. And hopefully we will find that the results will be positive. Um, I think that once we move towards worldwide acceptance of the ability that, you know, or the necessity that we have to have to reduce period property, and these products are going to be in all kinds of public spaces, then hopefully that, you know, this problem will go away that, you know, the girls will be able to, and the women and the people who menstruate will be able to have access to products. Part of the period promise that, that um, we're also going to do with our project in May, um, menstrual hygiene day occurs on, I believe it's May 28th. So the month of May, what we're going to also do in conjunction with the United Way is a big product drive and a big awareness project. And so part of the period promise in British Columbia was also to get businesses and organizations, nonprofits, you know, unions, all kinds of places like that to make the period promise and what that entails is that they will provide free tampons and pads in the washrooms in their businesses for the women that work for them so we hope to sign up a bunch of uh, businesses and organizations during that month and do a product drive for the organizations that help vulnerable women in our community if we can start spreading the word during that month and get all kinds of businesses and all kinds of people thinking about this and talking about this, then maybe, maybe we're going to find a way to help, you know, overcome a little bit of this issue and, and hopefully spread the word throughout the rest of the province and hopefully throughout the rest of Canada. Yeah, it just needs, it's, it's all going to be little steps for a little while, but eventually we're going to get there. Yeah, but you know, one small step could lead to a giant leap. And actually just doing it is still a great feat. You also include having these products in boys' bathrooms. Why was that important? We, we wanted to also be able to reach the, the, the students that are transitioning. So um, that was one of the main reasons why we wanted them in the boys' washrooms. But then we also considered the fact that we're going to have and hopefully be able to change the, the thinking of some of the boys who have, who see those, you know, the dispenser there, they see the products there. And, and like I said before, maybe they then can help their girlfriend, their, their sisters, their moms. If, if they know that this is an issue in their home, they can bring them home to their, you know, to their moms and their sisters. Um, it's going to be more of an awareness project for them because it's going to be there every day. They're going to see it. And um, it's just going to start the thinking about, you know, their realization of what, what is this all about? Um, what are my beliefs about it? Why do I have those beliefs? And, and hopefully can start changing things like that. That's fantastic. That's a very inclusive and modern approach in addressing the issue. I wanted to ask because uh, this initiative has been done before in other regions like in British yes. Columbia. Mm-hmm. Are there any adjustments that you needed to make to address the needs of women and girls in your region? Um, so far, it's been pretty close to the same. A lot of the information that we're getting, of course, is from the lower mainland from Vancouver or uh, in British Columbia because they've already done this. They started this in 2019. They did their project. They went to the province. And so the province now supplies all in all public schools. So we're following a lot of their guidelines, a lot of their surveys, a lot of their their um, their recommendations. I know that 
with a lot of um, a lot of the stuff that we've been doing around period poverty and getting this project ready. You know, there's a lot of you know tweeting and posting on social media, and, and it's really surprising about how some of the reach and the people who kind of come back to you and talk about it and stuff. And so since then, it's amazing to find out the information. Um, we found that there, you know, is possibly some other school boards in Alberta that are inquiring about how much the dispensers cost. We found out a pro about a project in, in um, Grand Prairie that uh, in a library that's pr providing free products. So it's, it's taking um, a, a slow, a slow kind of, um, way of getting out to everybody but but it's amazing how it is reaching people so um it can just spread from there i think and then um i hope that we can eventually create a collective of everybody in alberta who is working towards some kind of project to eliminate period poverty and so that we can all go together eventually to the government of alberta to say this is what you need to fund right because this is an equality issue so we're, we're gradually gathering that kind of data too to see okay, who else is doing this and you know let's all join together so we can make a bigger impact and then hopefully that'll just spread you know we have Seroptimus clubs you know across in in Saskatchewan as well hopefully this you know maybe they'll pick up on it hopefully our, our um, Seroptimus clubs down down east will spread it around the you know around the province so it just it's just going to all take a little bit of time but it's all going to spread and and that's what we need to do to to keep it going mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well i i definitely see how it could relate to many people across the country in regards to this and you know it, it is like one many hats or many helping hands you know can go a long way um i wanted to actually can conclude with like how can those get involved in in what you're doing how can they support the action um I find that um, once they find out, like our project is basically the, the kickoff is on International Women's Day. So I think once they find out what we're doing, that they will become interested enough that once we start our awareness campaign in May, um, that we're going to be able to reach out to our contacts and to those businesses and make them sign that period promise so that they will agree that, okay, we need to do this. And so that's going to be some baby steps right away. Um, I would hope that during our donation drive during the month of May that people will will be generous and donate products or donate funds so that we can, you know, have a big supply of, of feminine hygiene products to be able to give to the vulnerable organizations because because of COVID as well from them, they didn't have it in their budgets to be able to supply those products, you know, and they get asked for them over and over and over again. Food banks, you know, the shelters, the outreach centers, you know, um, the safe Harbor, all those places, they need these products as well. So hopefully the people will, will be generous and donate. They will make the promise. They will, you know, encourage their boss to, to, to take the promise as well. And we can get all kinds of businesses and organizations that are all doing this. And um, you know, just kind of central Alberta is quite large. It just will hopefully spread out from there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I I feel very fortunate to um, be working with the United Way. Um, I've volunteered for them for a long time myself. So um, with with their passion as well for this project, the same as ours, uh, I believe that we're going to be able to reach a lot of people in central Alberta. Well, I hope so too. Is there a website or somewhere that people can kind of follow the journey? 
so in March on International Women's Day is when we were actually launching the project in central Alberta. So we will have some data and um, some information on the United Way of Central Alberta's website. But our Seroptimus social media pages, which are on um, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, we also will have lots of postings about, about all that stuff as well. And so um, our Facebook page is Seroptimus International of Central Alberta. And we have all kinds of, we, we love to share all kinds of articles about period poverty and all kinds of stuff that we do. So um, that's a means of, of getting educated about it and then kind of finding out what we're doing. Fantastic. It will also be on the ICN uh, website as well to listeners. Um, so if you want to learn more about the project and the organization, uh, feel free to, to visit us at IC, our ICN website. Um, and finally, because we are talking about the sustainable development goals, it's the global goals. If you had any aspirations or messages for our world leader or our prime minister, what do you hope that Canada can do to achieve gender equality in addressing period poverty? Well, I think I would like to say to them, to the government leaders, um, take a look around the world, take a look around at the other countries who are already doing this. Um, Scotland, New Zealand, they knew that there was a need for this. Um, it's just, again, a gender equality issue. More than half the population has this bodily function. We make up half the population of this country. Um, we shouldn't have to feel shameful and we shouldn't have to feel that we have to be silenced and we can't talk about this. There should be free access to pads and tampons just the same way we have free access to toilet paper and washrooms. Um, it's just, it's needed, it's time. Um, it's 2021. We shouldn't have to be going through this anymore. Um, hopefully that they can, you know, be receptive to listening to the data that people have gathered and the, the stats and the findings and listen to the people who are very passionate about this. And hopefully they will make a change and say that Canada will be a country just like Scotland that does this. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope so too. I think that, that that was definitely an example point that I saw as well in terms of Scotland and always question like why do I have to pay taxes on this <laughs> or why do I have to pay this much why isn't it subsidized so um, thank you so much for participating in this really important discussion that's it for this week be sure to catch us weekly for more stories from those on the ground addressing the SDGs I'm your host Fahima Gabrell and you've been listening to Around the World and SDGs a podcast series by the Intercouncil Network a project made possible with the financial support of the Government of Canada. 